What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Keem, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. This is episode 45, and we got match day three at the World Cup underway. The NFL playoff pictures starting to take shape. But Vito, we just had college football's rivalry week, and we had quite a few upsets. Yeah, rivalry weekend goes is like so amazing just because of all the upsets. You hate your rivals, you're going to play extra hard. I mean... And so a lot of crazy things happen. And even at the top, I, I mean, I won't consider this an upset, but the big game is the game. And Michigan destroyed Ohio State on the road. I call that an upset. I definitely thought Ohio State was going to win. And if there was blowout potential, I thought it'd go the other way. I didn't think it would be Michigan blowing him out. I wasn't like Blake Corum. I think he played a little bit, but it wasn't even like the main suspects. Like, McCarthy had a great game passing for Michigan and like Donovan Evers like rushed for more than Corbin would have rushed anyways it seemed like like Michigan's offense scoring 40 plus at Ohio State's defense blew like threw me off did not expect that I thought maybe maybe CJ Stroud has an amazing day which I didn't think CJ Stroud had a bad game for most of the game but man Michigan's offense finding its spark against Ohio State's defense did not expect that yeah, two huge runs the second half by Michigan. Put it out of reach. I was very surprised. Yeah, a lot of big plays. Elsewhere around college football, LSU lost by two scores. Both teams that will be competing for the ACC championship lost. South Carolina looks like they're a giant slayer. Yeah, two top 10 weeks, uh, top 10 wins two weeks in a row against the orange teams in the top 10. Uh, it seems like they have a particular taste for the type of teams that they beat. And then yeah, North Carolina losing that was that was tough because they lost just a week before, and now it seems like they weren't even all that good. They started off hot and they haven't been since. They've definitely cooled down. Um, I mean Oregon also lost, but then speaking of the Pac-12, USC beat another name in rivalry week. That was that was a game because. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened. First of all, congrats. Like, Caleb Williams is probably the Heisman. He played like the Heisman, and he did the Heisman on Notre Dame after a touchdown, which... Yeah, that I hurt. mean, I hate to be on the receiving yeah, end. And the thing is, I know USC is probably Notre Dame's biggest rival, but, like, in the last, like, 10 years, Notre Dame won, like, seven or eight of them. And in the last, like, five years, Notre Dame won all of them. So I was starting to think, like, you know, USC's not who they were in Pete Carroll days. But now I'm a little scared. If this is Lincoln Riley's first year, they're going to be a tough team to beat every year. The rivalry will actually be a rivalry renewed now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And their offense was explosive. Like, it looked better than C.J. Stroud's uh and Ohio State did against our defense. To be fair, though, our defense did have a few injuries, including Cam Hart, one of our best corners. And we also missed a lot of tackles, though, which was really upsetting. Yeah, it seemed like they were just running us over. Their running back was breaking tackles. He wasn't supposed to be all that good, so I was kind of surprised. We could seem to bring down Caleb Williams. And I know a lot of fans, uh, and there there have been videos about USC's players holding us a lot. But to be fair, if we, if we weren't tackling them anyways, it didn't really matter for holding or not. Like we just played bad on defense. Yeah, I thought that I thought the game came down to the two mistakes on offense, though the fumble and the pick. That's true by Pine. Pine's fumbled there. Ah, uh, that could have been a. I thought that was like a 14-point swing. We were finally, second half came down, or we scored at the end of the first half, and then we got the ball second half, and we were moving down the field, 
and then to fumble it, and then they go back and score. I thought we were going to get a touchdown on that drive, or it looked like it at least, the way we were moving. So that was a 14-point swing. Yeah. And then to throw a pick the next drive just basically killed any momentum we had. So I really thought it was that like that. Yeah. Having two big mistakes like that and like an offense that's hard to stop, I think you're not really coming back from that. Honestly, I think this is one of Pine's best games he's ever played too, outside of those two costly mistakes. Uh, but yeah, th- that was really the difference because I think Nerdy's offense was able to keep up after they got their groove. Yeah, it seemed like it. their offense is too good that we can like overcome mistakes like that. That was tough. So like we basically had to play a perfect game or clean, completely clean game to beat them, and we didn't. I guess we lost. Was uh was glad to see Mayor and Foskey. Uh, both have a good game though. Uh, Foskey added another sack to his already record, and uh, Mayor added another touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, I think, right? Like, to really just take that dominant uh, lead. But yeah, we'll miss both those players because there's no way they don't go to the NFL draft next year. Well, I mean, Foskey does have eligibility, and why would Mayor not? Yeah, and who knows if they play in the bowl games? It's pretty popular I nowadays. They would. Yeah, it's popular nowadays. It's opt out, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Though speaking of the John Slayer, uh, before we move on, uh, the most popular bowl recommendation for Notre Dame is Gator Bowl against South Carolina. Oh, geez. We're playing another USC. This At least we're not orange. Maybe <laughs> they won't beat us. Yeah. I will say that would be a really tough matchup, though, considering we probably won't have our three best players, Patterson, Foskey, and uh, Mayor play. But I wonder who doesn't play on their end. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they have. Let's go to the draft. Um, But so coming up now, we have championship week in the SEC. We got Georgia LSU in the Big Ten, Michigan, Purdue, ACC, Clemson, UNC, Big 12, TCU versus Kansas State and the Pac-12, USC versus Utah. I love championship week, but this year it's kind of mild. <laughs> well, I think I think Georgia takes care of business. Michigan takes care of business. Uh, and then I would think Clemson takes care of business the way UNC has been looking. But Clemson lost last week, like we said. Uh, but the Big 12 and the Pac-12, I think, are pretty tight. Yeah, they are. I mean, both those matchups uh, did happen earlier in the season, unlike the other three. Uh, and TCU won a close game against Kansas State earlier in the year. And Utah won the closest possible game against USC earlier in the year uh, by a two-point conversion to end the game. Walk off two point coercion. So I don't know. I, I really, I really think those two games are going to be instant class. Like going to be really good championship games. But TCU and USC do have something that they usually don't have, and that's a playoff contention on the line. And they are in. They're actually in at this point. They just have to win out. I guess it's not really possible for those games to be closer than they were in the regular season, especially USC Utah. But I, I don't know. I'm not like. I think TCU Kansas State is a coin flip, honestly. Like, I'm not convinced TCU takes care of business. I mean, that's what happened la- last year. Oklahoma State rematch against Baylor, who they beat early in the year. Baylor, you know, went to the championship game and beat Oklahoma State to knock them out pretty much. And that was like, uh, and I mean, because those teams were pretty much the same tier. It just happened that one team won the regular season matchup. So I think the same thing might happen. I mean, Kansas State is top 10. In their newest ranking, so they're a good team. Exactly, and that's why, like, I really don't know. And then Utah beat USC, so I mean, I think they're both coin flips. I really don't know, but USC's been hot. Yeah, USC's been way hotter for sure. Now, if we get another eighty-point game between Utah and USC on a Friday night, 
That would be a great way to start a weekend. I don't really care who wins. Yeah, I've I've just expected a good game. Playoff implications for most of those involved in championship week, except the ACC, now that both of them lost in rivalry week. But the top four right now for the playoffs is Georgia stays at one. Michigan goes up to two after beating Ohio State. TCU moves up one spot to three. USC, after a win over Notre Dame, jumps up to four. Ohio State dropped down to five. And then Bama's at six over Tennessee's at seven. So USC and TCU both need to win to stay in. Obviously, if those four teams win, they're in. So let's talk if they don't. If TCU loses, do you think they stay in? If their only loss comes to another top 10 team during championship weekend? Oh, that is that one is definitely super tough because that's their only loss this season. Um, and they have beat everybody on their schedule, per se. They beat Kansas State earlier. I say they do, uh, being number three, that they would just switch spots with USC if it's a close game. However, if they get blown out, put in Ohio State over them. But a close game, lost TCU, I think, should still stay in. Now, USC, on the other hand, they already have a loss. Uh, and, okay, yes, it beats the same team again. Um, if they lost to Utah again. Yeah, but then if you can't beat Utah, I think that's even worse if you've lost the same team twice. Yeah, that's fair. At least TCU could say we beat them. They just had us uh, the second time. Yeah, I think it's worse. I think, And plus, USC is at four. There's a thinner line between four and five than there is from three and five. So with that being said, uh, two losses, too. I've never seen a two-loss team make the playoffs. I do want Ohio State to get in because Ohio State's offenses, that Georgia defense, should be really fun, especially if Jackson Smith and Jigba does play for the playoffs, which I've heard he would. Because having him and Marvin Harrison, that would be nuts. Uh, yeah, now I'm definitely rooting against TCU or <laughs> USC. So what if they both lose? Oh, Then do Ohio State and Bama get in? I hate to see Bama get in because I thought they were out. And worse is because Tennessee is behind Bama, even though Tennessee beat Bama. Oh, yeah, which is weird, too. But I, I definitely get the logic because Tennessee's losses were more recent. And it's like, what what have you done for me lately kind of thing. But then again, Tennessee's schedule towards the end of the season seemed a little more difficult. Playing Georgia, who's number one in the country, and South Carolina, who... Probably could be anybody in the country at this point. Um, so I don't think they would get in. I don't think Bama would get in. So because I think if they both lost, I'll say Ohio State maybe goes all the way back up to three, and then TCU down to four, and then Bama would still be at like five, depending how far USC drops. Ah, uh, actually, you know, if both USC and Bama uh, TCU lose, I think TCU stays. I I think no matter what, Bama does not get in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think a two loss team gets into playoffs this year. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, I guess safe to say Bama's like officially out then. Now what if now this is like pure chaos. But what if Georgia or There's Michigan no way. lose? <laughs> There's no way Michigan loses to Purdue after doing what they did to Ohio State. Purdue seems to be pretty good at being the good teams. But yeah, Purdue's not in the same class as Michigan this year. Big Ten East and West are very unbalanced. That's fair. The best team in the Big Ten West is Purdue, and Purdue is like it's between like Purdue and Illinois, who's nowhere to compete with like Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, Illinois was pretty close though to beat Michigan, close as Ohio State was. I mean, like year in year out though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not consistent. And Penn State, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan actually added Michigan State. 
add those four are the best teams in college football. Like, I mean, not college football, in the Big Ten year in the year out. And they're all on the same side. Like, I haven't mm-hmm. the one year that Saquon was there or that like little run that Michigan State had earlier in the decade. Like, those are the, the two other good teams in the Big Ten. They're all on the same side. And like in the West, you'll have like randomly Wisconsin or Nebraska or Iowa would be good. But this year, you have like Purdue ended up first. Eight, eight and four was the best team. Yeah, that is pretty sad. But I think Wisconsin's going to be a powerhouse. Because uh, random news, Luke Fickle, head coach of Cincinnati, is going to Wisconsin. If he could turn around Cincinnati, I mean, just imagine what he could do with Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin will be good. All right. I bet they'll be in the Big Ten Championship next year. Yeah, that'd be cool. These mega conferences about to go crazy. Well, you know, USC is about to join the Big Ten soon. And UCLA. And UCLA. But UCLA actually did, they did overperform this year. I, did, I was genuinely surprised how good they are this year. Yeah, well, that's what it's like have, finally having a coach and a quarterback. The quarterback is like the part, like, side note, that I don't think Notre Dame has had, like, a legit good quarterback. Maybe Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, and we were pretty good that year, too. But we haven't had a legit good quarterback in a while. Yeah, before Kaiser probably doesn't go back to like Brady Quinn. Yeah, and I mean nowadays it seems like year in year out our defense is one of the best in the country. So if we added like you know a confident quarterback, I feel like who would beat us? We could have one coming in the next couple of years. Yeah, CJ Carr. I'm also looking forward to the transfer portal. I wonder what we could do with that. Right, you think we get like McNamara or something? That's what they said. I don't think McNamara's like. I want. Take McNamara or Piner or Buckner, even because uh, he's older than both of them and he's doesn't know our system. But like I was, I heard Spencer Rattler from South Carolina my transfer. He still has eligibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or DJ U- Uyunglele, but I don't know. DJ's like I don't hit or miss. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. DJ. But hit or Spencer Rattler—that'd be his third team. How can you start for three different teams in college? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I guess Bo Nix did it. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't think he would though. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, cu- I'm curious to entertain those, and I am curious to see uh, if there is some development in our offensive play calling. We might have to fire Tommy Reese. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we'll see. Should be an interesting off season for Notre Dame. But final college football playoff rankings will come out next week, so we'll definitely know who's in, who's out, and then we can start talking. Matchups. Um, so moving on to NFL now. Last week's pick 'em, I think we tied. Yeah, we were both ten and six last week. So overall, now you're still up. You got five wins, I got four, and we've tied three times now. Now heading to this week, we start off Buffalo with another Thursday night game at New England this time. We both got Bills. I like it. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. We both got Atlanta. Green Bay at Chicago. I still think Green Bay kind of owns Chicago. But Soldier Field, you got Chicago. There's a potential chance that Jordan Love plays, and I take I take Fields or Love in that matchup. I don't know though. Bears injury, Bears secondary is completely wiped out. And this might be the first time the Packers all year have better receivers in the secondary they place. <laughs> Definitely, I I haven't looked at the matchup. Like I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm willing to assume so. Yeah, our, our backup corners and safeties versus their starters, which are would be backups in a lot of teams. It feels definitely good to go for this week. Do we know yet? No, he's. I think I think he both him and Rogers are questionable. Hopefully, both them play to make it a better matchup. But 
I don't know. I, honestly, that being said, the Bears' defense is a little weaker than usual. I just, if Fields plays, I think he he wants to get his first win against Packers, and he's been playing well this year. I think he'll ball out. Yeah, that's true. That should be a scoring game at least. Um, Jacksonville at Detroit. I got Detroit, the home team. You got Jacksonville. Jacksonville's good. Not really. Jacksonville's not that good. They beat the Ravens. Yeah, but the Ravens just like giving up fourth quarter leads. Yeah, they were up by two scores again in the fourth quarter. I was talking about this last week. Like the only three losses were double, like two two score leads, and they did that again. They just can't. (laughs) (laughs) If they're up, I'd be more scared if I were a Ravens fan than if we're down. And the Jags, they had like a little streak where they looked good, like they were hot, maybe kind of in the beginning of the year. Um. But I don't know. I mean, they still are like a top five pick in the draft. Well, something interesting about the Jags, they actually have a net positive this season. They've outscored their opponents this year, even though they have a losing record. So when they lose, they lose small. But when they win, they win big. Except this game, they didn't win, really win big this game. Yeah, that's true. Two weeks in a row, they beat the Colts 24-0. And then the next week, they beat the Chargers 38-10. And then the rest of their games have been kind of close. You know, all their losses seem pretty close, yeah. Their biggest loss of the season was to the Chiefs, and that was by 10 points. Wow, not bad. Maybe the Jags are turning around. Yeah, I don't know what's causing it, but yeah. But Detroit was on a three-game win streak before losing to Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So they're looking good, too. That's true. Both these teams are pretty good, yeah. yeah we'll see which franchise is actually turning it around after this week. No, that would be a good one. Yeah, uh, keeping it going. New York Jets at Minnesota Vikings. We both got the Vikings. Washington at the Giants. We both got the New York Giants. Tennessee at Philadelphia. I got Philadelphia. You got Tennessee. I don't really like Tennessee that much. And Philly, I mean, they've just been winning games, so. Philly wins. Uh, But I don't know. They've been looking worse and worse, it seems like. They have been looking, like, more... Like susceptible to a loss, but yeah, good running game still, and I think the Tennessee is kind of one dimensional, and I like Philly's defense. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think the White uh, the Titans are a little better than I thought they were, uh, and they always find a way to like win or play close games, and they need this win more than Philly. I think it's a little underdog pick. Okay, okay. Denver at Baltimore. We both got Baltimore after another bad Denver loss. Cleveland at Houston. We both got Cleveland. Seattle at the Rams. I got Seattle. You got the Rams. I don't know what you see in them. I don't. I just, uh, I think they're, they're going to win one at home, aren't you? They're an NFL team with superstar talents. Like, I can't, I just can't pick against them every week. I don't see much in them. Yeah, but I mean, they're actually pretty hurt, too. The Chiefs covered their spread last week. So I, I just checked that. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh yeah, but I like uh what's the name? Allen Robinson's done for the year. Stafford missed another week. Isn't Cooper Cup out? Cooper Cup is I mean, I think Cooper Cup is just gonna undergo surgery and sit the year just because they've kind of stank. They're not doing anything. Dang. Dang. I'm starting to feel like I made some bad picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Seattle so, this one. Wow, they do have quite a few injuries. Yeah. Uh Miami at San Francisco. We both got San Francisco, even though Miami since Tua's been back, has been really good. Uh, Kansas City at Cincinnati, we both got Kansas City. The Chargers at the Raiders, we both got the Chargers. Colts at Cowboys, we both got the Cowboys. And then Monday night, Saints at the Bucks. This is a rivalry game. Uh, Tampa Bay won the first one, but I'm going Saints. And you're going Bucks. This, I think, would this be for 
first place in the NFC South? I think everyone's within striking distance of first place, though, in that division. Because uh, the the Saints are last place, and the Buccaneers are first place. I guess we'd assume that Atlanta loses, though. If Atlanta loses, which we both pick to win, then Atlanta would actually get first place if Saints win. A little complex. They're all 4-8 and eight or 5-7, and seven, though. They all suck. <laughs> so a game and a half between the Bucks and first at 5-6 and six and Saints in last at 4-8. and eight. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. That division's going to be crazy. It's kind of crazy how bad they all are. Yeah, I can't believe the Panthers are still alive. Yeah. (laughs) And they haven't even won a road game yet. Yeah. Actually, the whole division only has three road wins. Okay, those are random stats. I need the Chiefs to drop a game and us to beat Miami when we play them. So then Buffalo ends up the one seed. Right now, we're the five seed. That your division, so I saw that the the Buffalo Bills have not won a division game yet. No, I mean we've only played two though. That's why. Yeah, you guys have so many left. Yeah, you guys have a division game pretty much every week the rest of the year outside the Bengals and the Bears on Christmas Eve. Well, the thing is for that game though, we both want the same thing because you want the Bears to keep losing and I want to win. So like we agree on that game. I want a close, high-scoring loss. That's all I want, and that's what's that's what's. And it wins the wins, is... fine with me. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, we would be rooting for the same result, though. The over and the Bears to cover the spread. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. That's that's compromise. That's how we do it. Okay, but anyway, last sport. Now we we have a soccer segment that we've been doing now. Moving on to World Cup. We are in match day three now, so we're recording on Tuesday night. So we've had. The first day of match A3 finished, so Netherlands and Senegal made it out of Group A, and England and U.S. made it out of Group B. So Netherlands versus U.S. and England versus Senegal set for round 16. Everything else is still TBD. Uh, we know France made it out of Group D, Brazil made it out of Group G, and Portugal made it out of Group H. Um, and Canada has been eliminated. I think that's all we know so far. Since last we spoke, Vito, Germany lost to Japan, which was one of my bets last week. Um, but then they tied Spain, so they left kind of some redemption. But now they're on the outside looking in in their group. They have to be Costa Rica, right? But even with that, they're not even guaranteed anything, right? Uh, I mean, if Japan loses to Spain, they'll be in. So I guess they need some help. Yeah, the, the help they need. But what's Spain's motivation to even play? Uh, Well, if they lose and Costa Rica beats Germany, then Japan and Costa Rica are through. Whoa, whoa. So they're not they're not secured. Yeah. Okay. But they if they draw they're secured. They'd be yeah. They need to draw or win. Okay. Yeah, I mean I I I mean I think Spain looks like it's a pretty good team though. They I mean they look pretty good both their games, so I still expect Germany and Spain through. I think Germany will get through. And then even if Spain draw and Germany wins by two, then Germany will be through. Dang, dang. A lot of interesting still things to still go through. So Argentina, even after losing the Saudis, Saudi Arabia, they're still likely to go through as long as they take... Well, that's kind of hard to ask, but the, they don't have to be Poland. Actually, they do, right? Because just to be safe, you don't know what's going to happen in the other game. It's at the same exact time. Mexico wins. They have to win. Then it comes down to goal differential if Argentina Poland draw. Wow, tomorrow's games sound so interesting because both the matchups, anybody could go through if you don't know. And yeah, in group C, anything can happen still. Group D, 
uh, France is through, but anything could happen with the others. So that's tomorrow's matchups. That's Wednesday. Uh, Thursday is Group E, which is Spain, Germany, like we talked about. Group F, this was my group of death. Uh, Belgium, they beat Canada, but Canada looked better and then lost to Morocco. So now Belgium's got to play Croatia. Yeah, they got destroyed. That is so crazy. That one's also pretty crazy. That Croatia, that like Belgium doesn't seem like it'll advance unless it beats Croatia and Morocco. You are right. They've... I mean, you're right about all these teams. I didn't realize like they'd all be so good, except Canada. Oh yeah, Morocco looked good against Belgium. They look like they can get forward too, even though they they didn't score in their first game. And then Croatia still led by their their solid, experienced midfield. So the only thing that's out is Canada, even though they look good. But unfortunately, Croatia's experience got the best of them. But Davies scored the first goal at a World Cup for Canada, so that was a moment to celebrate. That is awesome. Brazil and Port- Portugal also secured it. So a lot of good teams looking like they're going to advance. Yeah, I think those groups in on Friday, I think they play those two groups. Um, For second place in those groups, it comes down to Serbia, Switzerland, like we thought. So they're going to have to play each other. I think winner will get through. Switzerland can win or draw. And then Group H... Ghana Uruguay play so and Ghana is the only team outside of Portugal in that group that has a win so they will be looking to either win or draw too so I think Switzerland Serbia should be a good game and the group F games I think will be good because like for group F Canada Morocco playing even though Canada's eliminated they've never won a game at the World Cup so they'll still be going for a win so they they've made the World Cup only once before it was like 36 years ago and the last time they made the World Cup, they never scored. So this year, when they scored against Croatia, that first goal, like 67 seconds into the game, it was like a big deal. That was the first ever World Cup goal. So now they'll be looking for the first World Cup win. So I think they'll still be going pretty hard against Morocco. That's good. That's good. Keep the competition going. Dang. And Belgium controls their own fate, really. Well, actually, do they, though? So even if they beat Croatia, they had to get the goal differential. If Belgium and Morocco win, then Croatia would get knocked out. Wow. There's some good good games, good good action happening in the next couple of days. Oh yeah. And next time we talk, the rest of Match Day 3 will happen and the round of 16 will happen. So we'll be previewing the quarterfinals. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh quick side note was definitely a huge fan of YG Team USA. Pulisic getting that huge goal and sacrificing his jewels for it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he put his body uh, on the line. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> and then actually, that England game was actually really hyped. The most hyped 0 0. I mean, I have I don't watch a lot of soccer, but that I see why that was pretty cool because there's so many like close calls and so much like so much action going on. Yeah, that game was good. That was a great game, yeah. Even though it ended up in a draw. So you, England yeah. still never beat the US at a World Cup. Undefeated against England. That's amazing. Just not a lot of wins either. Mm-mm. And I'm willing to bet every time that the England the English team was probably favored or at least more talented than the U.S. team it's because they they just have so many Premier League players. They're always loaded. I mean, their team now, like today when they played Wales, was the first time that I think Phil Foden and Rashford started. Who were their goal scorers today and who play for, I mean, Man U and Man City? Who are like top Premier League team, maybe not Man U, but Man City's top Premier League team that Phil Foden starts for and is like a key starter for. Um, and then you got Kyle Walker and Trent Alexander-Arnold still haven't even played yet. 
England's just crazy deep. It just baffles me still. That's awesome. Wow. I, I just love that. We play up to them. It's like rivalry week, really. That's what started rivalry weekend. <laughs> it is pretty much. Yeah. I think Thursday's games are going to be the best. You're going to have Croatia, Belgium. Those teams are going to be fighting for first in that group. Canada, Morocco, and then Japan, Spain, and Germany, Costa Rica. Whew. But anyway, so that's going to be good. That brings us to our final segment, the locks of the week. Every week, me and Vito have $100 to spend on bets. So, so far, I had a pretty bad week. I went 0 for 4 last week. You at least got one right. So, I was down 100 last week. You were down 66. Overall, I'm down 164. When I thought I was going to get back out of the hole, finally. You're down 389. What do we got trying to turn around this week, Vito? <laughs> There's three locks in championship weekend that... I'm just so sure of that I'm going to put them together for 50. I was going to go all in on that, but I figured I'd have a little more fun this week. But Michigan versus Purdue, Georgia versus LSU, and Clemson versus North Carolina. Give me Clemson, Michigan, Georgia. And the only game that I have a little concern about is Clemson. And even them, I I think North Carolina is really weak lately. Uh, so that should be easy. Then USC versus Utah and TCU, Kansas State. These are the iffy ones. And putting them together is plus eight, 182. So Vegas thinks one of these two teams are out. So maybe Ohio State sneaks in. But that being said, uh, for 25, I'm going to go for it. Uh, I think they stay alive, USC and Kansas State. And the last one, Browns, and Tech, Browns versus Texans. Deshaun Watson's finally back in action against his old team. Uh, and his old team's not even trying to win this game, so give me the Browns. And then the second team in this parlay is Chiefs versus Bengals. This one's a little tricky because Bengals are pretty good and they're at home, but Chiefs' last two losses last year were to the Bengals and they knocked them out of the playoffs. I think Chiefs want that revenge, and I'll take the money line. I was kind of similar to you in this week's bets, actually. So the first one I have is the same as you. I got Georgia, Michigan, and Clemson money line parlay together. Except I just put 20 on them. I split up a little more evenly. I think the only one that I'm not very sure of in that parlay is Clemson. Um, But UNC's been kind of cold, so I like that still. And then I was going to do a parlay with the other two teams, but I just I thought those were both toss-ups, so I just stayed away from it. And so I did three NFL parlays, actually. And I was going to do one with the Chiefs, but I could see this being a week that they drop a game to the Bengals, who are pretty good. And look good. So instead, I went Buffalo versus New England and Chargers versus Vegas. I got Buffalo and the Chargers. That's plus 167. I put 30. I put another 30 on Seattle beating the Rams and Minnesota beating the Jets. And then I put my last 20 on the Lions straight up beating Jacksonville. And that's plus 100. I like that. Yeah, I do. I do like the Lions lately, but I think Jaguars have been sleeper good. Lions have done like Lions have actually won games recently, but Jaguars never lost games by a lot, and they have won some recently. That should be a big one. But yeah, I like your NFL picks. I'll be honest. I'm more confident in my picks from last week than this week, but can't really do worse than last week. Dang, I'm surprised none of those <laughs> hit. I guess Baltimore losing was tough. I'm looking at that. I was like, wait. And Denver. I had one with Denver. Denver cannot win a game. I just can't believe this. I thought my World Cup pick was a lock too, but then you had Japan beat Germany. 
Yeah, yeah. That actually that is probably the biggest, biggest upset of the ball. <laughs> I really thought I was gonna do so good. Imagine if you put like I think this is record after Argentina though. But imagine if you put Argentina in there too. Oh, I would have been I would, if I pulled like a reverse sweep picking Argentina and Germany in a parlay. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for next week's pod. We're gonna we're gonna know who's in the playoffs. I mean, the NFL season just continues. We love that. And then we'll be previewing the quarterfinals of the World Cup next week. Man, this World Cup tournament is moving too quick. Like we're already halfway through. But it's it's actually really entertaining. And I think the United States as a country, like as a whole, is really excited for this Saturday morning matchup. Yes, the Netherlands, I think they, they're good, obviously, still. Uh, I thought they'd just be more dominant in their group. But, I mean... Still came out first, and I guess they're getting production from places that I didn't know of. Like, their top scorer is Cody Gakpo, who's their striker, but he scored a goal every game. That's pretty impressive. I didn't really know much about him. He plays for PSV, so I think after this World Cup, his stock just shot up. So he could he could move to a big club after this in January. But, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough game for the U.S. Netherlands is pretty, pretty solid. Hopefully, hopefully we could win this one, but... Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the sport, but it seems like everyone we're going to pay from now on is going to be favorites against us. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Everyone you're playing now, now you're in the final 16 of the whole world. Yeah, these are like all amazing teams left. So, yeah, it'll be tough to get a win, but we'll be cheering them on and hopefully we make them. Hopefully they're alive by the time we record next week. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I think regardless, though, it's very promising for the 2026 world cup which will be here because like i think maybe like seven out of the 11 starters if not more will be back on that team just because they're so young and another four years of development yeah absolutely outside of our defense our defense is kind of old yeah no very promising team and uh they, they have not reached their ceiling yet and I don't know. Hopefully, if the sport continues to grow, especially with the World Cup being in the United States, we can have a com- competing team in years to come. But anyway, hopefully we're still talking about them next week. And until then, we'll see you guys in the next one.